Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, I exhort the presbyters among you as a fellow presbyter and witness to the sufferings of Christ and one who has a share in the glory to be revealed. Tend the flock of God in your midst, overseeing it not by constraint, but willingly as God would have it, not for shameful profit, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those assigned to you, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd is revealed, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. The word of the Lord. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I have waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me and heard my cry, and he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Sacrifice or oblation you wish not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Burnt offerings or sin offerings you sought not, then said I, behold, I come. In the written scroll it is prescribed for me to do your will, O my God, is my delight, and your law is within my heart. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips as you, O Lord, know. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. The Gospel of the Lord. The church's great historian, Eusebius, who was born in 260 AD, wrote that when the brethren convened to elect a new bishop of Rome in 236, a dove descended from the ceiling and rested on Fabian's head. This was seen as a sign from God. And the relatively unknown Fabian was elected Pope. Doves are also signs of peace. And during Fabian's papal tenure, the suffering and persecuted church entered a time of peace and tranquility. The Roman Emperor Philip was friendly toward Christianity. Impressed with Fabian's preaching, he even allowed Fabian to destroy the statue of Jupiter in the pagan temple and build a Catholic church there. Pope Fabian eventually baptized the Emperor Philip. But emperors die. And sometimes peace and tranquility die with them. In 249, Gaius Massius Quintus Decius organized a rebellion, and the Emperor Philip and his son were killed. So in a not-so-peaceful transfer of power, perhaps what could be called a stolen transfer of power, Decius became the Roman emperor. 
and he quickly implemented what became known as the Dacian persecution. The Catholic Encyclopedia states that Dacius attempted to unify the empire by a, a forcible restoration of the old Roman religion, a great pagan reset of sorts. A modern author citing Egyptian texts states all the inhabitants of the empire were to sacrifice before their local government magistrates, quote, for the safety of the empire. But Dacius's plan was futile as there was a considerable body of citizens professing the Christian creed and allowed free exercise of their religion. Feudal or not, the Dacian persecution was inaugurated. The encyclopedia states that some saw in Dacius's hatred of Christianity evidence of innate cruelty. Others saw it as politics and the desire by Dacius to destroy those who were friends and supporters of his predecessor. Whatever the reason for Dacius's motives, the scope of his anti-Christian legislation was broader than that of his predecessors and much more far-reaching in its effects. The encyclopedia continues, The object of the emperor was not the extermination of the Christians, but the complete extinction of Christianity itself. Bishops and priests were unconditionally punished with death. To all others was given an opportunity to recant and to ensure the abandonment of Christianity. All were compelled to submit to some test of their loyalty to paganism, such as the offering of sacrifice, the pouring of libations, or the burning of incense to the idols. The unexpectedness of the attack, coupled with the fact that an appalling amount of laxity and corruption had manifested themselves during the long peace which the church had just enjoyed, produced the most deplorable effect in the Christian fold. Multitudes presented themselves to the government to express their compliance with the imperial edict and to these apostates' tickets. Passports were issued attesting the fact that they had offered sacrifice, sacrificati, or burned incense, thurificati, while others purchased fake tickets from bribed magistrates. Quote, these defections, though numerous, were more than counterbalanced by the multitudes who suffered death, exile, confiscation, or torture in all parts of the empire. Today, due to a long period of relative peace, there is an appalling amount of laxity and corruption in the church. That, of course, has brought on a mass apostasy of the faith. In 250 AD, Saint Pope Fabian refused to betray his faith. He was not interested in selling his soul to go along with a great pagan reset. And so, like the brave and good shepherd he was, Fabian was martyred for his faith by the Roman government. We pray today that our good Lord in heaven would send us some brave shepherds like St. Pope Fabian. We pray that the Spirit will descend on such men. We will see it as a sign from God that he never deserts his church. 